1: This is the Big Biz
2: Show. Yeah, What's so funny about investing money, you ask? For you. The Big Biz Show with Russ and Sully
1: <laughs> hope to answer that. Top rated insightful financial analysis. F-
2: if you are looking for insightful financial perspective on key market strategies, keep looking. I told you, this is the Big Biz Show. Hello? This is Russ and Sully.
3: Hey there, live from the Loft 100 studios in sunny San Diego, California. The Big big Show is on the air. Sully here, Rusty Nails there. How are you, Rusty? Oh, I was gonna point the camera. I'm okay. Yeah? yeah. What happened? What's oh, going? God, Don't. What do you mean? Huh? Things are going great. Things are great. Things are great? Great. She's <laughs> great, Bob. Well, I was gonna take a trip up to see my good son, Tyler. And uh, it's 120, like where he is, yeah. up in the boondocks there. So stay in a air-conditioned hotel. That's no, he lives up in the hills. So oh, you're going li- oh, I had a motorhome thing, but I would have to leave it running all day just to sit in it and go like, eh, what the hell's that for? So the whole thing, did, the whole, the whole thing thing did... things off. Really? July schmorth of July, forget it. So you see, so you, so you got a gig going? Mm, no. Why don't you come I've... out? Why don't you come out with us on July 2nd, Elko and Summer Concert Series? Why don't you come play? What? Yes, this Friday. Second. Yes, this Friday. Friday. Come on. Come on. Maybe. There you go. We'll hey, great to have you along today. Um, <laughs> uh, as I was talking about this, this thing called uh, wage push inflation. I like that. To maintain corporate profits, companies have to increase the prices they charge for the goods and services because they have to pay people more money. How is this not on the Ten Commandments of Money it, Well, it needs to be. You because, you here, here's, what, here's what happened in May. Our uh, in May the country's hourly wages yes. rose uh, from 30 dollars $30 an hour as an average across across the nation. Thirty an hour. Thirty an hour to thirty one fifty four an hour. That's okay? a lot. That's a lot. That's a huge wage increase. So it's one of the positive side effects of inflation is people get paid more. But what people don't look it's short sighted though, yes. because this wage push inflation means you're paying your people more now. I got to charge them more. Right. Right. And that, and then, so it costs if, us more to make a loaf so of bread, so you got to pay more so, for but the But it's loaf. like sewing, cutting the top of blanket, sewing the bottom. It's like daylight savings time to me. It's a waste of time. Stupid. So yeah, so we have to take a look at that. It's what stupid. is not a waste of time oh. is what's going on in the world of oh. augmented reality, as we have our guest, hey, P Silverstein. Here we go. Look at this one. Apparently, you are helping me adjust my shorts. Oh, oh there we go. Oh, that hurts. Wednesday. A lot. It's wow. a wedgie. It's an on-stage It's an on-stage wedgie. Oh, I look forward go. to that. I, I think that's the first
2: in history in the world an on-stage AR wedgie, so that's congratulations. You we, broke new records and possibly wins as well.
3: That's you got 2,000 awesome. on the NFT for this. Uh, <laughs> yes, for this little alone. It was an NFW. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Non-fungible wedgie. <laughs> uh, listen, I want to talk. You created a little bit of a storm over here last week when you were talking about conversion rates. And uh, we got a ton of email about that. And then I texted I texted uh, AP today. I said, hey, you have any talking points? And it reminded me that I forgot to tell him about that. What's that? Um, about the fact that there, there's a ton of uh, talk out there that... Deloitte identified almost 90% of companies with annual revenues of over $100 million are now leveraging AR technology. And for, and for smaller firms, it's about 70%. Um, but the long story short, they're using this novelty, is what they're calling it. And the reason it's novelty is not because it's, it's, it, they're disrespecting it, it's because right. it's new. But the biggest reasons for fueling the success um, of augmented realities because it's brand new. Talk about that, AP, because that was that's exactly where we left it off last time is the fact that um, this traffic and conversion stuff is really working. The, those, I mean, before, I remember you used to send a, tw- a tweet or a, put an Instagram thing out there. It was great. Yeah. Then photos needed to be. Then gra- Now it's got to be video. Well, now it's going to have to be AR. <laughs> Talk about that.
2: You're exactly right, Sully. It's a matter of increasing the bar for immersive and engaging and experiential opportunities with the audience. Everyone is just sitting on their phones all day. They're busy doing 50 different things. How are you going to get the attention, either a brand, a sports team, consumer brand? So AR is the new way to do it. And that Deloitte study, which actually ended up at 94% conversion rate, based on their study, which is enormous. And we're just seeing it in our sales pipeline. The calls are coming in from around the world with organizations now looking for ways to engage and drive revenue and through the mobile phone with AR is it. And it's just, we're just at the beginning. There's a company called ABI Research just announced. They expect the AR market to hit 175 billion in the next five years. I mean, well, these, these are
3: enormous numbers. Well, t- by the way, Alan Paul Silverstein is the CEO and president of Imagine AR. They are publicly traded under the stock symbol IPNFF here in the States. And then in Canada, they're uh, on the Canadian stock exchange IP and their website, imagineAR.com. This is really interesting because AR in and of itself, according to this Deloitte study, is enough to draw traffic to your site or attention to your brand. As a matter of fact, you've talked about scavenger hunts and so on and so forth. Foot Locker. Uh, just did an AR scavenger hunt. And bottom line is they had a, something like a 60% increase in sales as a result wow. of that. Talk about how those scavenger hunts work for brands.
2: For sure. And that's that's a great example. And we love seeing brands out there using the scavenger hunt in AR because it's a matter of engaging mobile phones wherever people are. It's gamification. It's fun. It's interactive. And the next generation, that is what we hear from most of the organizations. How do I engage the next gen, the Gen Z, the one? as they up and come, they're not sitting there watching sports for three and a half hours. So AR using fun things like the immersive games, the scavenger hunts, interactive things to collect, is the way to go. And this is what you're getting a lot of interest, how organizations can build their own community and then ultimately drive the revenue in the scavenger hunt. We've done it with AT&T, we did it with Motor Trends Magazine. As we're coming out the other side of COVID, we're certainly seeing there's some interest this fall and through next year to deliver AR scavenger hunts for events for teams and for organizations around the world.
3: AP, what about this though? Because people talk about um, you know, AR looks it works great for online sales, but yeah. I but I was thinking one of the biggest problems in sticks and bricks right now is something called dwell time. The amount of time you spend in a store. Okay. You want to keep people in longer. Yeah. And AR sort of slows down that in-store traffic and keeps them there longer. Doesn't it it doesn't isn't that part of the part of the goal here when you're working with sticks and bricks brands?
2: Boy, Sully, I'm putting you on staff. I think I bring you aboard. You're doing your study
3: Come on, Well, time
2: is key, and you hit it on the head. And as we come out of the COVID, everyone's so used to just pushing the button at home getting deliveries and getting everything directly to their house. How are stores going to go out there, build the next generation of revenue, get the engagement, pay their rent, pay their workers, you know, the wage inflation that even you mentioned. Mm -hmm. AR is a way to make gamification fun and interactive. Go to the store, win a sweepstakes, get a prize, get a discount, get product interactive AR experiences while you're there. You're absolutely correct. This is required for what you call sticks and bricks, uh, brick and mortar. They must do something to get people out of their homes and go back in the store yeah. and not sit at home and hit a button. Maybe
3: like an in-store a scavenger hunt would be fun, too. Well, of course. Exactly, well, Ross, and well, we can do
2: that. Exactly. So let me You're tell you,
3: I want to write a book on customer service. Oh boy. And I'll tell you why. Because I believe customer service is not just about kissing my hiney, because I don't care about that. I want a seamless customer experience from, let's say, the time I roll up to the hotel and the time that I check out or yeah. the time I walk into a store but one of the biggest gaps in my mind is the fact that when I'm asking information about something, so I was in uh, a store yesterday, it was a phone store, Okay. Yeah. and I was trying to get a mobile hotspot, meaning that I can just set the thing down and everybody can surf off of it. Like a machine? And the employee didn't have the knowledge to sell me the thing. And I'm sitting there going online while he's talking to me, but AR sort of resolves that critical information the employees can't give us by... Filling in those blanks. Isn't that accurate, uh, AP?
2: Absolutely correct. You can point a QR code, you can point at the package, and ultimately comes up with the benefits, how it works, and the best way to implement it and the costs involved. You hit it on the head. And when you say seamless, I see, I think the industry looks at it as touchless and frictionless. That is really the goal, right? Yeah. You walk in, you use your phone from beginning to end of the time you leave. Okay. Right now, pre COVID, not pre COVID, you walked in with your phone, you looked at something on sale, then you immediately went looked at Amazon, looked at online, see, should you yeah. buy online? Retailers are losing the sale. What you just said is the way it's going, and the way sports teams are looking is touchless yeah. and t- frictionless. Retailers need to be looking at it. AR is absolutely 100% the way to go. When 5G starts really rolling out, yeah. and you have huge amount of capacity for immersive experiences and interactivity, that's when it's gonna take hold and grow exponentially, as you see by the studies that are coming out in the market.
3: Well, and I think a big piece of this is the impact uh, of, of what's of coming out of this pandemic and the use of augmented reality is growing. And uh, no better example than uh, than what we're seeing at Imagine oh, yeah. AR. Once again, his name is A.P. Silverstein, CEO and president of Imagine AR. IPNFF is their stock symbol. ImagineAR.com is their website. Anything to cut down the time I have to spend talking with people who work at a place. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, That's like exactly, you say, right. they're clueless. They're Thanks, bothered. A.P. See you next week, buddy. I- awesome. No, you're right. Yeah. The best I, way, though, to get service—this is, is why I stop on Amazon, because I get it yeah. today and I don't have to talk to anybody. I was at Nordy's. You were where? Rack and. Um, <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. And I wanted to check out, and no one was around, and I, so I just stepped behind and started pushing buttons on the cash register. Oh, boy, that'll get people they over. They will show in up in a minute, in a second. Well, just want to get your attention. Try it. More big biz coming up. Stand by. I don't like it.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now.
3: Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Asking the hard-hitting questions you want answers to, but mostly just drifting off and staring blankly at the wall. It's the Big Biz Show with Russ and Sully.
3: Yes, indeed it is. Yes. Big Biz Show. BigBizShow.com, nationwide, coast to coast. You can visit our website, BigBizShow.com, as I just mentioned. Also, Loft100Studios.com. I love this car. I want you to also head over to SullyEntertainmentGroup.com. We'll wait. Hit the Donate Now button yeah. because we're raising money for the Challenged Athletes Foundation. I'm riding my bicycle once again from San Francisco to San Diego. 700 miles in seven days. Two new knees. Cra- First time I'm riding with two knees. I rode last week. I'm going to crush it. If my knee even got sore, I would never ride a bike again, let alone buy two new ones and then ride. ride. Riding, riding bicycles actually helps. It makes you feel better after. I mean, there's some miserable parts to it, like yeah. when you're climbing. Like pedaling. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just physics. You know? I can steer them real easy. Yeah, exactly. I have electric um, bike, so I'm good. I might, I might join you. Electric Yeah, just... <laughs> So uh, if you bought Dogecoin, by the way, uh, oh. in the beginning of the year, uh, you've enjoyed massive gains um, over the last four months. A $1,000 Doge, Dogecoin purchased on January 1 yeah. is now worth uh, roughly 120000 bucks. That's weird. It's 12,000%. Wasn't that the fake one they were supposed to just for a joke? It that... started out as sort of a joke. Yeah. And then, but any, look, at this tells you how wow. perceptive currency works. This is how fiat currency works. There's a perception of value. And if you think it's worth something, then it's worth something. It's Isn't as simple that as that. Stupid, Here though? to talk about that is our good friend, Alon Gorin. Alon Gorin with Come Draper on. Gorin and Holm, uh, founding partner, of, by the way. He is an expert on crypto. He's, invest- he's an expert on blockchain, also an expert on-, on crowdfunding and so on and so forth. Isn't that accurate, Alon? Is that he- basically if people think it's worth something, it's worth something.
1: Yeah, in the crypto space, people have been saying uh, memes are money. And I, I think I think that's more true now than ever, right? If people are uh, believe it's worth something, then it's worth something. People are willing to accept it, and uh, and it's happening more and more.
3: Well, I, I and I, I, I do I, feel I do feel that uh, you know this kind of ties into the NFT that which we'll, which we'll talk about in a minute. But you know, before you buy Dogecoin in in hopes of capitalizing on gains, you got to remember that popularity and reliability do not necessarily go hand in hand, right? Right, Alon, there's, there's, there's more to yes. it than just popularity, correct?
1: That's, that's absolutely right. So popularity will drive engagement and price in the short term, um, will, will drive sentiment, um, will get people to want to buy it or purchase it, but it doesn't mean that it's being used. It's similar to what happened with GameStop, right? Uh, people were talking about it. People were buying it for all sorts of different reasons. Oh yeah, but the average GameStop store was doing terribly. Yeah, um, so it, it didn't correlate, right? Well,
3: and what could go wrong? You're in the, the middle of 2021, the in the middle of COVID. You got a sticks and bricks company that sells games. That everything you could buy online, they're selling in a sticks and bricks more We're not supposed to be going outside. Was... It made no sense. That's a no. great That's a great example. So it leads me along to the question about NFTs, because once again. Look, at I will tell you this. When it comes to a token like Dogecoin, whose value is extremely volatile, um, don't invest any money. You're not compared, prepared to lose. Right. Because you need, I think it's just prudent advice until you know that there is some in, innate value in it that's long-term. Ethereum, for example. Bitcoin, for example. We got them right? both. Now, NFTs, on, on the other side of the fence, is that a fad, in your opinion, Alon? Because there's two sides of this coin, right? Yeah,
1: hey. you know, I think that that it's it's both a bubble and the future. So I think in the short term, there's so much hype, there's so much excitement, very similar to the original dot-com bubble. But to look at the dot-com bubble and then say, okay, well, that was a fad and that went away would be insane, right? Right. After the bubble, the industry grew to much, much, much higher heights. And I think NFTs will be the same way. It's the future of collectibles. It's the future of baseball cards and comic books. And Um, more. It's not gonna go away. But in the short term, there is a lot of hype and uh, some things that I think are overpriced. And
3: once again, fungibility means that an asset can be exchanged with a similar asset without losing value. Non-fungible, as in non-fungible token, would indicate that it's one of a kind. But here's my question, okay? So NFTs are one of a kind digital assets. It's a digital collectible. a digital certificate of ownership. Okay, that's better. Based upon... A physical asset. Because it can be a piece of art But here's, but, but here's mm. the thing. Here's the one-of-a-kind thing I'm having a problem with, a Get along. this thing. Because if it represents a drawing or an animation or a piece of music or a photo or, or a, a video joke. or even a tweet or a joke. Hello. Okay, that's the original part. That's the yeah. non-fungible part. The NFT is really fungible. And here's the philosophy I want to put forward. Yeah. I know this is really deep. The asset that the NFT represents is non-fungible, okay? It means that it's a one-of-a-kind joke, a one-of-a-kind tweet. But the NFT is not unique. It's just another NFT representing something unique. How do you wrap your arms around that? Cuz that's a tough one for me. And take it slow. You
1: know, <laughs> I think I think it's it's sort of in in a way it's 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 kind of like crypto in in that if you believe it's worth something, it's worth yeah. something. And I'm gonna I have
3: to that's... write something on this and I'm gonna have to do a talk at your next summit about this. Because I bet this I is could it. be a good argument. I wanna go I'm just... listen, I'm not
1: saying I'm against it. I'm just saying yeah. it's worth posing the question, correct? It's worth posing the question, and I think that we're waiting I, I'm waiting on legal precedence for the yeah. licensing part of it. Because I can go on a website and oh. buy something and actually check a box and say, I have a license to this piece hey of you can do that with a piece of damn software website i can use it in a video i can use it in different ways right right but what happens if i meant so you get people are doing that with nfts but what happens if i take that nft and i send it to you sully but you never check that box do yeah. you have the right now to the right. license i don't know and once there's oh. legal precedence that explains that right all of a sudden imagine when a band does do it it doesn't just say, hey, this represents one of a thousand. Maybe it means this represents one of 10 people that can ever use this for commercial purposes. Well, they need and to then define it. the value that. of it goes up, yeah. then there's some real value there. There's something interesting.
3: Well, look at hey, that, that. Listen, would be fun. there needs to be some sort of a p- supply issue there, right? Because the inherent mm-hmm. value of something is based upon the scarcity of it and the perceived value of it. In mm-hmm. other words, if there's unlimited pesos, Right. Then what are they really worth? Yeah. Nothing. If there's limited pesos, right. then at some point you're going to see, with the elasticity of the economy, at some point they're running out of pesos because they're limited. They're <sighs> finite. Oh God. I, I think I'm getting dizzy. I think part of these, this, I think these are where the, the I think these are the scholarly papers that are going to come out along. I think that's the next step on this is that you're going to see economists, you know, guys like Art Laffer all the way to the new, you know, Harvard Business School guys. Mm-hmm that are going to weigh in on this. And that's going to cause this, like you say, legal precedent to be, to be questioned. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. When that happens, then we're going to have some, then we'll have clarity, correct?
1: I think it's going to be so much fun. The more clarity there <laughs> hey, is in right. space, the better. I mean, it's easy to, to compare it to comic books and collectibles and yeah. say one, one. And, and that, I think, is very legally clear. But once you start taking it into the more exciting things, like licensing rights. Or things like that, you start to get really exciting new products, really exciting new things that only the internet enables. Like imagine a band being able to share the royalties of the album with the people who buy the NFTs. That's a security based on current rules and laws, but does it have to be? No, um, it's, no,
3: but that's, that's it's, okay. You got to put one. I think we, you and I need to do a point counterpoint here. You need to get to put down in <laughs> the studio. We need, to, we need to record this. This is something good. Don't let you, know. ignorant slow. Alon, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Alon Gorin. You should do one of your songs as an You should to- do one of your jokes. I don't know. Let's do it together and go to court. U.S. versus Nails. <laughs> 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 All right. Alon Gorin, Draper Gorin Home. Their website, crowdinvestsummit.com. I believe you can go to DraperGoinHome.com as yeah. well. Draper, Gorin Home. We'll put it up on our website. I'll send it out to our social media followers at Sully Speaks Money. I want to do a whole show with that guy. So, so many questions. Get him in here. Pin him down. Lock the door. Come down. Big biz coming up.
1: 18 plus. Uh, The only boy who could
2: ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. Ain't no light to see.
3: All those plans I made for myself.
2: To everyone joining us to experience stories of resilience, hope, perseverance, and joy. Move over to a sport chair, basketball, wheelchair. Category of best video
3: are. We love you guys. Sully here. As you know, I spend a lot of time on the air talking about the Challenged Athletes Foundation, a phenomenal organization that provides opportunities and support to people with physical challenges so they can pursue active lifestyles through physical fitness and competitive athletics. I wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you for the continued support you've shown over the years on Kogo Radio, KUSI Television, and the Big Biz Show, as well as the Sully Band fans. With your help, we've been able to raise over $330,000 already. That's in direct cash donations and in-kind donations, but our work is not done yet. Every single year, CAF hosts the Million Dollar Challenge. It's a seven-day ride, bicycle ride, down the coast from San Francisco to San Diego. It's their premier fundraising event. I've been lucky enough to participate personally in the event for the last 11 years. And this year, I'm proud to announce Sully Entertainment Group is the presenting sponsor of the Million Dollar Challenge. Unfortunately, last year, the ride was canceled due to COVID-19, which caused them to miss out on a huge sum of fundraising dollars for CAF. This year, the iconic event is back on, and I need your help more than ever. I want to reach my personal fundraising goal for 2021 of $30,000. Please go to sullyentgroup.com. That's sullyentgroup.com. now. Hit the donate link button and help us raise money for the Challenge Athletes Foundation. Thanks so much. Hey there, live from the Loft 100 Studios in sunny San Diego, California, Big Biz Show is on the air. We are brought to you by Prudential. Let Prudential be your rock for retirement. Also brought to you by Bayer Advance, better science, better results. Better believe that. Little company called Starbucks. I'm on it right now, man. (laughs) I'm hopped up on a latte. Wow. Also, Bloomin' Brands and their fine family (laughs) of restaurants, including Fleming Steakhouse, Bonefish Grill, Carrabba's Italian Grill, and the authentic Australian restaurant, Outback. I I ran into Carrabba's last night. I know you did. A pair of them. (laughs) I don't know. Capstone Green Energy probably don't have their new logo. What are they doing? How about Northwest Biotherapeutics? They're a big sponsor. As well as Imagine AR. I love that place. And Novo Integrated. I think we need their logo as well, but great to have you. Thank you, friends. We need a and look who's here right yeah. now. We need a sports guy. Hey, poof. Have we gotten Whistle Pig yet, uh, sir? Is Whistle Pig the the peanut butter one? No. No. What's That's that? Screwball? Screwball is peanut butter. Whistle Pig is Wh- like it's a It's like a morning show. Sully, Screwball, and Whistle Pig. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Oink, oink. Yeah. yeah. Boy Scott will be here later. A whistle oh pig God. is a rye, which was the original booze of America until we couldn't get rye and blah blah blah. And they yes. started doing another Actually, wheat the original wheat booze of America is bourbon. What? Bourbon. Bourbon? The uh, only American liquor born, bottled and bonded. Right. Okay, doesn't have to be made in Kentucky, but is the original and only can be called bourbon if it's right. made in America. America. Like I want you guys both to go. Champagne. This is your homework. I'll do it. And I know you'll do it. And you'll <laughs> yeah, have a bottle of bourbon while you do it. Of course I will. You should because it is one of those things where you want bourbon. It's a it's a documentary. Right. I can't remember if it's Netflix or Amazon Prime or called Neat. Ooh, it is the love history the name. Yeah. of bourbon bourbon and so it's so fascinating yeah i want to write it now bourbon bourbon was was basically white dog uh, white lightning yes yeah, yeah. okay which is grain alcohol basically we're going to cook stuff up we're going to yeah. put it through a thing and let it start raining down <laughs> alcohol let their okay? be. did that's, somebody screw up a barrel that's exactly what happened so a guy wanted to store it That's yeah. so all he had was barrels full of pickle and sardines so he dumped them out charred the inside to get the flavor to get the fish flavor and pickle flavor out yeah stuffed it in there and stored it for three who years. did that three I, summers I, three winters, yeah. Yeah. three summers, three winters, right? Joe Bourbon. And it took on not only it. the color of the char, yeah, yeah. but it took on the flavor, flavor of the oak staves in the barrel. Right. And that's how bourbon came up. Now, the same time you heard the word rot gut, mm-hmm. okay, that's when people figured that they could just take white dog and spit CHEWING TOBACCO IN IT TO MAKE IT THE SAME COLOR AND SELL IT AS BOURBON AND PEOPLE WOULD DIE AFTER HAVING A BIG NIGHT. THAT'S WHEN CONGRESS, IT'S THE ONLY booze THAT CONGRESS CAME IN AND SAID, THIS IS AMERICAN. It is bottled and bonded, and it has to be this much alcohol, not less than this, <laughs> not more than this. Yeah. This, is how, this is how long it has to age. It's the most fantastic. Over 50% stuff. or yes. something. Yeah. Now, rye comes in there in the story, but that's not Bourbon is I one. thought rye had something to do with they were making it in England. When we came over here, we started making it because we brought the so, stuff, yeah, and we couldn't get the rye. English. Yeah, it's so they so, made bourbon. It's like, well, let's well, that's I sports. I love the sports, places, I love the sports hey, segment. Thanks for having time. me. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> This one gets better and better. Uh-huh. Hey, I, can I say to you that I went to a Padre game? Get out of here. It was awesome. Which one? It felt like, you know what it felt like? Because we're all born and raised in San Diego. Hell yeah. It felt like uh, every other season but maybe three <laughs> mid-season <laughs> with regard to the same amount of people there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, uh, St. Louis right out, beat St. Louis 13-3 to 3 or something like that. It stayed for the bitter end. It was but awesome. you saw a win. I saw a win. And the other thing, too, is that they had, like, five minor leaguers up there. Most oh, of the team right. was gone. We yeah. killed. this is the team that, that just that was our spoiler last has year. Been, has been the spoiler for a long time. But the time. interesting part was I did look around. And, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in San Diego when we were not a big sports town because mm-hmm. we had so much other stuff to do, I know we're at 25%, 30% capacity. Yes. It looked like a normal Padre game if you grew up <laughs> yeah. in this town. Let them all in. It wasn't you. like. Doesn't look empty. It looks like a Padre game. But was there a little more electricity in the crowd? It was because of the team. Yeah, because I will tell you, uh, a couple. It, it was way more festive. Yeah. Oh yeah. And for two reasons: pent up demand and the San Diego Padres. Sure. And they don't give you. They don't. You don't buy a beer and a dog anymore. They give you a tall boy now to walk around with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're walking around with a full-blown tall boy. It's a not, not like, you know, These give you a little thimble full of, like, right. like your Dr. Pepper Shrek. Guess, yeah. You know, <laughs> like you walk around like that and you'd think that you were Shrek. Big man, cause, big cause, man. Like, here, here's your thimble. <laughs> yeah. Buy $7, please. Like a sample. It's a whole different story now. No, and they realize, hey, you know, you, you, you don't want to be getting up and coming back, although you're probably going to spend more money on... On beers, but if they give you a bunch of giant beers, right. you'll, I suck, grab, yeah. you'll suck them down faster because you don't want them to get warm. Right, right. And then you'll run back to the stand right, to get right. some more. I uh, I wear Depends, so I never leave the seat. Perfect. You Two wear years? the pants. Oh, that remember the Depends? Depends. Just yeah. fill them and go. What was yeah. that? There was a guy that came out with like it was called the Fan Buddy, back in uh, when you and I first started we were actually doing a show together. It was really? called the Fan Buddy, and it was basically you know like a funnel in your pants with a, little, with a little bag yeah so you never had to get up i you, love it have you seen the the hollow driver for your golf bag yes, I, yes. <laughs> that's to fill it i'm with, just uh, i'm just sitting over here yeah. checking my grip I'm yeah that's exactly at <laughs> oh. yeah i'm done hey, I'm my um, thumb over the top i right. gotta talk i gotta talk about uh you see. seeing and as a father two daughters i have no problem with this yeah. I, you see more and more females not in the sports casting world that's but crazy. in the sports management world oh yeah and even the girls on the field Right. I mean, now look. I'm not sure that I that I want a, a, a man to compete in you know women's 400 freestyle swimming. I understand what you're saying. But but I love to see GMS. You know, you're seeing starting with Melissa Mayer at Yahoo many years ago. You start mm-hmm. realizing how smart the female GMS and CEOs are. One one of the the women who is will be on my eternal. In awe pedestal is is former Raiders CEO Amy Trask. Yeah, right. Nickname the Princess of Darkness. Yes. Mm. She was Al Davis's right hand man, woman, right hand person. Yeah, right. And uh, listen, they're breaking the ceiling in pro sports. Kelly Klein now is uh, who is is, she with? She's NFL Broncos. Broncos. Wow. She's uh, the new director of football operations and special advisor to GM George uh, Patton, and she's going to be having her hands on a lot of different departments. And yeah, physically. Women playing in the NFL probably won't happen. Happen yeah. Just because physiology – I mean, just you got right. a 500-pound guy that's eight feet tall. Right. They don't grow. But the acumen and the wherewithal yeah. and the smarts, and no. they are on the same level. <laughs> You've opened up such a cascade of jokes no, that I can't even tell. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> I'll be ashamed. But, uh, yeah, the Broncos, <laughs> good on them. And, yeah, good. and the thing is, it's not just virtue signaling. It's just not optics to sell tickets. Right. This person knows football. What about, can I ask you this? What about, um, what about, uh, uh, you know, baseball, uh, uh, base coaches? Are we seeing that yet on the, in major leagues yet? I don't believe so. I bet so. that's next. Oh. I'll bet you that. Because, look, at who was it, uh, Jenny, what's her name, who struck out every major league player? The, Jenny you know, Finch. Jenny Finch, Olympic softball player. Oh, yeah, wow. Threw 100 really? miles an hour underhand, and, you know, most baseball players look at the ball going down like this, yeah. and now she's got to look at it coming, coming up like up. this. They couldn't hit her. No. Well, th- that type of baseball acumen is out there sure. with softball players. Uh, you have assistant coaches in basketball. You have assistant coaches in college football, professional football. I don't know if it's in Major League Baseball yet, but baseball has always been kind of behind the curve, pardon yeah, the pun, right? when it comes to progressive things. My I think part? that uh, you- you'll see it soon enough. Yeah. But uh, football, basketball. All right, stay there. we got more to talk about. Baseball. Tosses in. We, talked, we've, we wasted part of the segment talking about booze as usual. I think Usually it's what Mike drank and we saw on social media I, that was pink colored. Now yeah. it's actually rocking. Getting gut. into rock gut. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: his drink from uh, Bar Rescue. I love,
3: I love the pink one. I think we should do a show called The Pink One? Bar Rescue. <laughs> oh, good. I think we should do a bar rest. i got really to leave. I think go. you're really ought
0: of- <laughs> to. <laughs> I don't ever want to see you again, ever. <laughs> and if you don't do it, you're fired.
3: Russ and Sully on the Big Biz show. Well, enjoying might be a stretch for some. Here's Russ and Sully once again, talking pink drinks. Pink drinks on the break with Costa. Damn. You two pink drinks. No My wife's favorite drink is a Boulevardier, and I believe Campari's in it, and it, it's got a very deep maroonish. Yeah, knowledge. it's not a color of nature. I like no. Campari. <laughs> it's the most bitter thing in the bar. Yeah. There's a new uh, sort of organic Campari drink called Bruto now, which is the color of bark, which is sort of the color there. But it's, it, was, it was originally as a digestif. Oh, yeah. Meaning uh, oh. that. that um, It'll calm you down uh, a little. Afterwards. Calm you down, yeah, exactly. But, but, Campari's very bitter. I love it. I get Campari soda, it's, yeah. my, it's my deal. I just there he is. I wish there it is. I wish it wasn't that color. <laughs> Here's there is no. to you. Highlights. Right. <laughs> By the way, you're you're in better shape now. I know. You actually have more hair now. I know. And, I know. Yeah, there. I was a freaking chipmunk. John Taffer. Episode. Oh, is this a commercial? No, it was the actual episode of the John Taffer bar rescue show. Yeah. And it took place in San look at that, Diego. Look at that fat face. Yeah. Not yeah. Dave Palais, but mom. I was going to say, Dave Palais is going to be ticked. Let's look at, look go at to that. that third chin. Let's go into that bar again. Where is that bar? Mira, uh, Mira Mesa. Right across if from the Bay. Mira no, no, San, right if, if you, you don't Mar- know Mesa. San Diego, yeah. there's like three places you wouldn't let your family who is coming from out of town go to. Mira Mesa. Not because it's a bad area. No. Because it's just Mira Mesa. Uh-huh. It's, like, uh-huh. it's like going to, uh, uh, you know, wherever, whatever strip mall city you live in. Yeah, yeah. Wherever there's more strip malls than streets, you know. And if you. <laughs> Sheboygan. You know, yeah, there you go. Uh, okay. Back to sports. Uh, we. Well, yeah. So, uh, something I hate to talk about, but every time I talk about it, I get excited about NHL, yeah. You know, you you kind of want to you want to learn to love NHL because I it's just, try. You know, but then I get sucked in every time, and then I'm, I'm rooting doing, for it, and I'm watching it. Yeah. Oh, I watched Nashville and Carolina last night in the playoffs. I know. And the thing the is, is I try not now. to playoffs with fans. Yeah. yeah, which is awesome. Well, it's Canada, you know. Well, it's like Australia only well, it, with more beer. You know, you mentioned Canada. The NHL has said to Canada, we kind of need to know what your quarantine restrictions are by June 1st, you know, because. <coughs> These playoffs are going on, and they said, and they oh. said this. They said, oh, "I'll tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I was figuring out after this last yeah. Molson." We're it's not exactly sure what it's all about, but we'll tell you, right? Yeah. So um, that's going on. And speaking of the NHL, uh, it, it, we all know it does not translate on TV. You got to be in person, yeah, yeah. You really get the, the nuances and the essence. But the Devils are the first uh, pro NHL team. Uh, I guess that's a little redundant. Of course, it's a pro NHL, NHL team. Well, uh, let me ask you real quick. We have LeBron James as the face of basketball. Yeah. We have Fernando Tatis Jr. as the face of uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers would 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 argue, or somebody in that of that ilk is the face of NFL. Sure. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick I'd Mahomes. I even yeah. oh, wow. better. And yeah. then of course we don't have a Wayne Gretzky anymore. No, we you don't have a, a, a you know Luke Robitaille anymore. Or you've got uh, Alex Ovechkin, Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals. He's yeah. kind of a really big name. Sidney Crosby, Sid the Kid with uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. but the kid. I like but, but unfortunately, you have s- and nothing against Euros playing in the NHL or people from Sweden and whatnot, but there's such a huge influx. you just call them Euros? I did. Was that not good? No, because you know. usually it's say Stinky Euros on uh, the break. So, so sometimes I just <laughs> want to yeah. know why you, why you eased it down. Isn't that, that that Mexican donut thing that's real long? No, that's a churro. Churro, churro. my you. bad. Okay, okay. continue. <laughs> You have some great <laughs> players from European countries that uh, have inundated the NHL. And so people just, they don't make the connection like, right. you know, Wayne, who grew up in Edmonton. Right. Uh, and then, you know, playing for a, a historic franchise like Edmonton. So yeah. I, It would be great to see the days of the Marty McSorleys, the, the you know, the, the guys that would, you know, the, the real enforcers that would go out to where it was just I'm with you and you knew what I'm was going on yep. you knew you you wouldn't watch the game for a while you just watched the sideline for when it was going to happen yep. and basically yep. it was a it was a blindside train wreck <laughs> waiting to go on and it the whole place was. looked like a yard sale when Pretty it was much. all done no and it was and they and the and the two guys you knew were going to fight would just skate to the face off circle and you <laughs> would just wait you would just see it <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, and playoffs, we're we're off.
3: that hockey game, that hockey is gone. Um, we're having right here, you know, we broadcast out of San Diego, California, and uh, we have the U.S. Open once again coming to San Diego. I know the PGA players love coming to, uh, uh, coming here, even oh, yeah. if it's for the farmers. Absolutely. Or every, is it the U.S. Open or is it the farmers? It's, it's, US, it's the U.S. Open. They, they had the farmers in February. That's right. So this will US be the U.S. Open. So, and, and, and what's interesting about it is, is is if you go up there to Torrey Pines right now they've been getting ready for this yeah. as usual and the place looks great yeah um PJ Championship is is this back, weekend is, was this weekend right In one of my uh, favorite corners of the world kia was south carolina i was going to say out you. on the ocean course oh. i've been fortunate enough to golf that course a couple of times that really? the myrtle beach area Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, way, yeah, um, yeah. but Kiowa Island is beautiful, it's where the PGA Championship What's is. What's the hospitality like? Is, are we are we back to normal there? 75% they have sold as far as, you know, their suites and their chalets and things like that, mm-hmm. but we're well over 50% as far as the uh, galleries are concerned mm-hmm. on the PGA Tour, and mm-hmm. I think by the time we get to the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, we you know, obviously California opens up on June 15th, you'll see yeah. the massive galleries. You know, they stopped selling suites and stuff there for a while in Torrey Pines. The US open. I don't know if they're open back up again. But oh, was- I thought you meant like candy. No, they don't. I don't think they sell candy there, Russ. Uh, Just broccoli. <laughs> yes, but I. Th- but honestly, I. I think that they're. They stopped selling tickets for a while yeah. because of whatever uh, tier Gavin Newsom in the oh. state of California was well, doing. And wasn't sure what it was going to be. Yeah, and those so will get snatched up like that. Yeah. If, if not by you know private citizens, corporations, yeah. people who want to schmooze their clients and stuff like that. Come on, Russ. Uh-huh. I got oh, yeah. you. I got you, guys. I got you. Uh, uh, last of all, um, will Aaron Rodgers play for the Denver Broncos? Will Aaron Rodgers oh, play cool. for... The San Diego, or I bigger your pardon, LA Chargers. Yeah. No, Not the LA Chargers because they love uh, Justin think. Herbert. Maybe the Broncos because they're still looking for a. He's you know, leaving a though, right? That they're, they're saying he is leaving. He he's like, what I'm is am tired th- of the shenanigans? I'm tired of the being the good guy, yeah, yeah. biting my lip, and then you draft a quarterback, and then when, when I say you need a wide receiver, you draft a, a defensive person. Yeah. The Raiders are a team that has the oh, draft wow. capital, um, they, and I, they might go after him. I have a question about Could our... you imagine Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. The guy... The Raiders. Uh, Yeah, he was... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the Lone Ranger. Uh-huh. It's totally what it is. W- uh, the guy with the white hat versus Snidely Whiplash, <laughs> right? <laughs> he, exactly. He, and now he's changing guards. Which yeah. could you he's imagine? a Bay Area guy. He's from Cal. What happened to the guy who got his lung punctured on the Chargers that... Remember that's oh, why the, um, that's Ryan why, Leaf, and that was in prison. No, no that, that, this <laughs> other guy. Um, this other guy was our quarterback. Back, uh, uh, yeah, gosh, darn, is darn it. Planned he, it as long yeah, he is now on the. Uh, God, is he on the Bills? I'm. I'm anyway, that's. You know, why. That's like an intensive care floor. That, yeah. Well, I wonder if our, our, uh, their, their quarterback you know, had anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc, why don't you go wow. stick this in? What's I his name I don't think you're far did enough you there, really Doctor. Say that? No, no, yeah. no. Um, right. But anyway, that's why he got his job and he just took off. And, and that's the way it happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, Aaron Rodgers with the Raiders would be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Especially the money you're going to make, especially being in Vegas and the way the taxes are set up. I go see any game. Again? Game. Oh, my God. What could go wrong? Nothing. Vegas, <laughs> NFL, average age 23 years old yeah. and millionaire. And their cheerleaders have polls. Yeah, wow. Huh. <laughs> it's okay. Thanks, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's his, Russ. Thanks, Costa. Mike Costa. Thanks, guys. Yeah, make an NFT out of that joke. Derek <laughs> Coleman is our director. God, collect Texas it. The director. Molly the Tamale is our floor director among everything else. I gotta get a new title for her. Axon Jackson is our uh, camera operator. No, JB. In studio. Andy leaders have polls. the Mattel, oh, million a bad guy. producer. Michael Larson Brian Parenton, our sound guy. Is <laughs> because? Uh, Russ is Fat and Ball.com